welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, V. And Sean, a.k.a. Lord Spew. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter and Instagram if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. Uh, today we have with us Adam Pardon. Hi. Hey, hey, how you both doing? Welcome in. Thanks for having Welcome. me. Welcome. We're I'm doing gonna, great. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I woke up like second seconds ago. Minutes I knew ago. it. I could. I called it. I was. I like, woke up. Sean seems very ago. low energy today. No, no, no. I'm I'm ramping up to it. Don't don't you worry. I'm like I'm gonna get loud and boisterous. But I, at, I at didn't the beginning, see it. I was. <laughs> I, I was love subdued. It. You seemed chipper to me. I was I was subdued. I was drinking my coffee. I was ramping up. I was like, you know what? Let's we'll start at a one so that there's some um um emo both emotional growth and like. It, th this is how you like develop a character in a series you start yeah. them off you know in a certain way and then they can grow there's some dynamics there exactly. this is going to be the first podcast that's had a story arc yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so, yeah that's so funny yeah uh, I have a I, my villain origin story is about to kick off <laughs> uh-oh everybody buckle up buckle uh up. <laughs> I, I look up to the Joker. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like oh no! Massive red flag. Oh, no. oh my god! I I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like oh my god, and this is how people are going to be like beast canceled. But uh -oh. I'm like, if somebody has a Joker PFP, I'm cautious. Cautious. Listen, pe people <laughs> that identify with the Joker, they're a highly misunderstood class. Some of them just like purple and green, dude. Some yeah. of them. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Adam, I it's I met you on Captain Fall, which was actually the first adult show that I worked on. It's kind of fun. We're all we've all worked in adult here, and um, you are the supervising director, which is like something that I would love to hear about in terms of like what it entails and like leadership and you know like the tasks like the daily kind of workload what does it look like from your end of um of you know the on your side of the, the schedule sure but, yeah yeah i feel like but i kind of before we go right in there i um i kind of want to um, ask you like the like your origin story <laughs> which is like how did you kind of find yourself into animation? Um, yeah, I guess it, it's it's going back a while uh, now, sort of thing. But um, like, if we're going right back, um, I think it kind of like it started like my first gig in animation was uh, working for Disney, um, but in Sydney, Australia, and it was like essentially like a, a service studio uh, for the US mm. kind of thing. Um, and it was, it was weird because like, I had not thought about doing animation at all. Like for, for me, oh, yeah. <laughs> for me, it was, for me, it was comics. Like I just, like, I just wanted to, to draw comics and, um, yeah. you know, uh, I was, I was in, wait, I'm going back too far now, but anyways, I was in country Australia. Like, you know, all I had access to was like, you know, Marvel and, and early sort of like, you know, Disney kids comics and stuff like that. And I was like pretty into it. Um, 
and so that was the only thing that I kind of wanted to do. I I went to I don't know what you call it here. Like I guess it's like it's almost like a community college. Kind of got mm-hmm. coerced into going to college after I got out of, got out of high school, but <laughs> I I basically halfway through the first year I, I skipped out and just I was like going. See you later, mum and dad. I'm going off to college today. But I was just going to the local library and like making my own comics. Really? And, That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. That rules. It was Dude. it was it was awesome until uh, my college results came in, and then uh, oh. and every, everything went uh, everything went pear shaped there for a bit. So I, I dropped out. Oops. Um, yeah. Was working at McDonald's, and then just found out that had no idea, but found out there was a an animation studio uh, in Sydney, and they were they were doing like an intake. Um, Holy so shit! I, and you I were tried. you were in Sydney all this time, or like were you yeah. okay? Well, and was, also, when when you say pear shaped, I always find pears to be kind of like a sexy shape. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was into it. I it was like, went I did, sexy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to go to college, and and that, that it stopped. So yes, pear shaped was good in that instance. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't use that term in a negative way because yeah, pears are pretty cool. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, basically there was no, like back then there was no real kind of like degree for animation or anything. And so Disney, uh, in, in Australia, I mean, but, uh, Disney kind of did their own training. Um, and so like you sort of did, um, to get the job. Like you basically had to do like a bunch of drawing tests kind of thing, and then I think every six months they would take uh, like five or six people uh, into their sort of their in betweening uh, training program kind of thing. Um, the person that gave you the uh, like the the acceptance or the rejection letter, I either they are really bad at like knowing how things like appear to other people, or they're a bit of a prankster because basically. I got the letter and the letter like leads with like, sorry, you didn't get in. I was like, okay, that's a bummer, but whatever. But then it's like a paragraph down. It's like, you didn't get into this intake, but you got into the next one. I was like, oh my God. Lead, yeah, lead it's a good thing the... you didn't crinkle up the letter and yeah, just throw lead... it out after the first sentence. <laughs> lead with the good part, thanks. Um, but anyways, uh, so I got into that. and um, So I was working there as, a, as an in-betweener um, on stuff like... This is this is this is showing age, but uh, on stuff like uh, Aladdin, um, three King of Thieves, um, mm. which I think is the better one, the better sequel. But um, I'm not gonna lie, I yeah. lo- I loved I loved that. Uh, yeah, I was I was pretty into that one. I mean, it, Rob, Rob, Robin was back. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, Robin was back, so that was cool. But anyway, so I worked for them for a while. But honestly, I I was a dumb kid, uh, you know, like a year out of high school, and I did not realize animation was a good job. Um, I just was like, yeah, this is what work is. It's fun. And it's, it's pretty, it's, 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 there's like-minded people and whatnot. So, I could imagine from that, you'd actually not understand what work, what yeah. jobs are. Yeah. Like, 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 like I did not, yeah. you think jobs are <laughs> you're like, yeah, you go in and you draw Aladdin and it's fun and you get to draw. <laughs> and then like you go into a job where you have to like take out the trash or like mop a floor and you're like, what is happening <laughs> honestly that is a hundred percent what happened because I I, wow. I I did the usual thing that australians do and skipped out and like i'm gonna travel the world kind of thing and went and um 
traveled around Europe and lived in like backpacks and I lived in uh, London for a while and I was like, cool, I'll just get a job here. And I can't remember what exactly it was, but I think I'm, st- I'm going to say Warner Brothers because I can't think of who it was, but like, you know, the big studio in London at the time mm. um, had shut down. And so there was a glut of like people looking for animation work, like right oh. when I got there kind of thing. So I couldn't get a job in animation there. Plus I was like, you know, I was pretty new, so I didn't have like a an awesome portfolio or anything. So I I took a sidestep into the finance industry. And oh yeah, <laughs> was a um, businessman. He's, yeah. he's a surprise businessman. And man. I it was it. it was it was surprising to me, and I think it was surprising to the uh, country of wait. I don't even know the country of Luxembourg. Is that right? Is Luxembourg's a country, right? Yeah. yeah. I love so how did you get a job in finance if you drew comics in the library I, like how did you <laughs> i think well, i mean there were business comics <laughs> it was it was all like financial jokes yeah, yeah 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 it was all yeah it was all about stock markets um but yeah anyway so i i was i was the the the, the person that handled all the um foreign currency trades for the country of luxembourg at this wow. p- particular uh, banking institution and I very quickly realized how soul crushing and and for me I say for me someone else yeah. might enjoy that job but like I was just like work can be terrible I'll never, <laughs> I'll never take this for granted again anyways um but yeah I went back I, I went back to Australia and was like oh god animation is is the job for me because I, I kind of like you know worked it out I like that you um, had a little you you had like the opposite um journey than a lot of people were a lot of people they were like oh i i gotta like you know just work at well you did work at mcdonald's so you did have yeah. that mcdonald's job so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. no uh, you didn't have like I, the opposite but i you was know what i, I mean. was da- i was dating the manager so that job was pretty fun too <laughs> that's yeah. so funny <laughs> the manager gave me a few extra mcnuggets if you know <laughs> Can um, I get? Uh, do I have to pay for the extra sauce? That's sauce. <laughs> but that's um, so funny. But it, it, I, I kind of needed that other yeah. little period to really realize like how good a job it actually is, kind of thing. Because um, I wonder also, like, were you so when you were when you were like in between, were you just kind of like da da da? I'm doing this, and then we'll see what happens next. And yeah. and after you did your finance thing, you were just kind of like. Oh no! I'm actually gonna like like take this seriously and climb yeah. up the ladder and all that. That was kind of like the switch for you. Hundred hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. it was just like I I really that was a big lesson for me to just go like yeah this this is actually what I want to do. And there like later on I learned more lessons about like why animation is so much better for me than something like comics and stuff like that sort of thing. Um, oh yeah. So what was that? Well, basically, I think I just realized that um, I I really value the, the, the collaborative aspect mm-hmm. of it kind of thing. I think for me, if if it's like, oh, this is your project, this is you just doing the thing, like it, it's, it's too much for me. It's too I much pressure. It's too much yeah. pressure for like, this is all on you kind of thing and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I have trouble kind of like being being proud of like my own work kind of thing but if mm-hmm. other people are intertwined in that like i i can be kind of thing um, yeah what if, we, what if we brought you onto this podcast and we were like okay it's all on you and then we were just silent for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah and we just like we're like looking at you like 
Like talk. You would you like, would see a you would see a man break is what yeah. Yeah. crumble into the yeah. pressure. <laughs> oh, it's like a man God. in solitary, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh my like, God. yeah, it's it's a year in solitary, like done in one of those time lapse videos of uh, one hour. Oh, no. um, yeah, if you started to go slightly insane and began um, doing uh, our voices, what would our what would my voice sound like in uh, like as you're talking out loud, pretending to be me talking to yourself, is, interviewing yourself? This is really bad. That like after being here for. I guess I've been here for like about 10 years on and off now, yeah, a stint overseas in Korea and whatnot sort of thing, but my American accent is so bad. I want to um, hear it though, because I feel like, I feel like, say, okay. Can you say one word in an American accent? Like, not, maybe not a whole sentence. For some reason, it, it always, it, it, it ends up being like, is it, hey, you guys, how's it going today? Lots happening out there in the world. Like, it's, I love I that it's a ner- so- it's like a nerd voice. <laughs> I, I love know. that it's like, hi, everybody. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that's that's what it is, but that's just what it always You know what? Me. You know what, though? So I think out of the two, out of the American stereotypes, the nerd one is probably maybe the better one because the other one is like, like, oh, <laughs> like, 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 I, I just... I just wrestled the pig in the mud. Yeah, I think, <laughs> like, I think the other one to default to is because it's it's so kind of strong. Uh, is probably the the sort of like you know southern. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tailgate like like yeah. even if it's not like a super strong southern accent, just that that voice. Yeah, that is like really like masculine. Like I'm crushing a beer can on my head currently. You know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I th- I think it's because the the. A lot of the other American accents are so kind of like, um, what do you call it? Like, media is flooded with America yeah. that mm-hmm. I don't, I don't hear them, kind of thing. Right? Um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what in um in in Australia are there like um can you recognize different like okay like I recognize your accent is a little bit different because you're from this side of it's, the continent. I mean, yes, yes, and no. Nowhere near as much as here. Nowhere near as much as like, say, a place like the UK. The UK like blew my mind how you could be like, you could live across you go the street from, posh from someone to being like, yeah, 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 yeah. you cross the street from someone. I have a totally different accent. Um, but I think Australia is probably a little bit. The the differences are maybe like rural versus city. Like you know, mm. and it's just like the 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 sort of country accents just yeah. thicker. Than the the city accents like maybe a little bit more watered down. Yeah, it's it's like like how excited to wrestle an alligator do you sound? Like what's yep. your proximity yeah, yeah, yeah. towards? Yeah, it'd be a crocodile, but I <laughs> towards know. like doing something yeah. dangerous. Or... Yeah. Oh, a crocodile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Um, I I I almost had a really clever segue, but no, right. it's just gonna yeah, feel cool. really clunky. Um, um. When you went back to Australia to go back into animation, did mm-hmm. you go back to Disney or were there other companies? What was the... Well, I, I went back to Disney because, it, you know, it was the... I had a pre-existing relationship. It was kind of the easiest easiest thing sort of thing. But there was still... Um, it's being a service studio for overseas, uh, it still kind of felt... It, it did feel a little bit like after a while you're a bit of a, a cog. Uh, mm-hmm. in a bigger machine kind of thing there wasn't mm-hmm. i say this is an in-betweener like i'm sure it was a different experience for other people there kind of thing but it was like there wasn't a lot of like autonomy to like you weren't gonna 
not that it was my aspiration at the time to like get my own share or anything like that, but that wasn't going to happen. You were just going to get right. some drawings to do, blah, 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 sort of thing. Um, so I, I ended up uh, leaving uh, Disney and there was, at the time, not a lot of other options. It was a lot of smaller studios, uh, you know, doing sort of kids, kids, there was a lot of kids TV there because if you wanted government funding, uh, yeah. It had to, it had to be a C rating kind of thing, so it was mostly kids TV happening there kind of thing. But I basically popped around Australia like all over, like I was uh, following the work because there wasn't a lot of work kind of thing. So I was in Melbourne for a bit, uh, went to Perth, um, and the the gig in Perth was actually pretty good for the fact that uh, I think it was one of the first um, Flash animated. TV series like actually like mm. you know Flash was happening and there was all that stuff on 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 the net and Newgrounds and, and whatnot sort of thing but this was like a, it was a co-production with, with um uh Nelvana in Canada a thing called oh Quad. yeah mm-hmm. it was a thing called Quads um which was pretty rough but it was like you got on the job training for like learning uh Flash at the time and mm. and that was great because it was like oh dude you can like do all this stuff even though I don't like doing the stuff myself, like it really did free you up to like be your own studio and try out a lot of stuff sort of thing. So that was pretty exciting. Um, That's when you fell in love with Flash. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long and uh, bumpy relationship, but, uh, oh, yeah. but you know we, we've worked through our issues. And, it's evened um, out I'm, a little bit. It's in a, it's in a, a nice state now. I think. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Like we, there, we, there was a, we still many talk. Years where it was, it was pretty cursed. It was a pretty yeah. cursed program yeah, yeah. for a long time. Um, but then uh, I think I sort of just along the way, working on different projects there and stuff, um, I kind of like had, there was a couple of people that we kept working on the same jobs together kind of thing. And, and oh, yeah. ended up kind of just going like, hey, do you want to start uh, your own studio? Um, so oh, yeah. you started your own studio? Yeah, yep. I didn't know this. I yeah. didn't know that. What was it called? It was called it was called Square Eye. Um and uh I it's 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 now Square Eye is now gone, but kind of Square Eye uh merged with another company that was made up of people we're also friends with kind of thing. Uh the other company was Big Kids. Those two companies uh joined together to form a company called 12 Field, which is still going today. The I hope they, they they won't listen. It's fine, um, but uh, the name Twelve Field I hate, and I feel bad because I shot just... fire. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing the gun at myself because it was my fault that it was called that. Like you know, you're coming up with a name. Like what are we going to call the new company? And we kind of got into this thing. Where it was like, well, what are what are a bunch of animation terms? And so we're just throwing out animation terms, kind of thing. And I had said Twelve Field because of the old like Twelve Field yeah. paper kind of thing and then at that point i wasn't even saying things that i thought were going to be a company name well, I was it's, saying, be, it's better words. than like like tweens like if you named yeah. your company tweens <laughs> or yeah, something. yeah 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 that that would that would not be good but um i don't know it's <laughs> it just sounded very medical it sounded like some sort of like ointment to all field i don't know but um, <laughs> Is it is it just a thing that you don't like because you came up with it? Is, I think that... it's I think it's a bit of that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah but, I see that. <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, Twelve Field's still going, and and they are all they're doing a, a thing called um, 
at the moment, I think they're working on uh, another season of this thing called Strange Chores, which is super cool. Uh, it's a kid show, but it's like really nice style. It's really funny. Um, it's it was uh, initially created by the guy that uh, I, I'm probably getting some of my facts wrong, but uh, by the guy that created Bluey. Mm. Um, so it's like it's 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 got really good writing, um, but it's like you know it's for for an older an older age kind of thing. But anyways, uh, I worked with that. We all worked together for it had to be over ten years or something like that sort of thing. Um, and then oh yeah, from there, uh, my partner at the time got uh, kind of head headhunted and uh, offered a job at um, Jib Jab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jib Jab. I feel like there was a moment when they were really looking for international people because I've yeah. had a couple of French friends as well that got headhunted by Jib Jab as well. It was like at the time, like it was a, a it was a really internationally populated studio mm-hmm. kind of thing. They had, mm-hmm. they had loads of people from all over there sort of thing. And like a lot of like really cool people uh, got their their start there. Like I think at the time um, when my partner started there, there was like uh, Dana Terrace was there and oh yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the but, creator uh, of Owl House yes mm-hmm. yes 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 yeah for um, for anyone that uh, isn't familiar with Jib Jab, they had a, a unique specialization right what, yeah what, what what did they specialize in they they specialized in e cards kind of thing and their their big their big money maker or the big thing that they were probably most well known for was like. Uh, it's like an elf card or something where you would you'd put your face on an elf and it would be like a little puppet dance. But you'd send the e card to someone else, but it was your face on the dancing puppet kind of thing. Mm. That was that was a thing they were known for by the general populace. But they did really cool, um, like sort of short animated stuff that you could send to each other. I, and then I yeah. think that actually influenced a lot of um, uh, like Snapchat filters that yep. became. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. The, like those filters where it put your face on something. I feel like Jib Jab in some way started that kind of thing a little bit. Yeah, I, w- I would totally see that. But um, yeah, she she started working for them, and I was kind of like, we were in the middle of a project at, at Twelve Field, and um, it was everything was like running smoothly. I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go do this in the US as well, but I'll keep working. Mm-hmm. like for Australia kind of thing. <clears throat> um, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know, is this, I, I might be segueing into something that, uh, a different part of the podcast, but I don't know. But uh, I think me coming to the States at that time, but still actually having a job working for Australia was actually really kind of lucky and good for me because um i was here for like a year mm-hmm. uh and i was like meeting people in the industry and getting to know a lot of people and stuff without needing work and i would i would kind of see it with other folks where like um people would like meet people that kind of like maybe had a bit of sway or like you know could do something for them and stuff like that and they'd be like hey blah blah, blah and like they'd be kind of like alluding to the fact that they were mm-hmm. looking for work and you could kind of see them. And I understand why you could kind of see a wall go up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, um, I can, and cause a lot of the time, you know, the person really couldn't do anything for him or anything like that sort of thing, but it, 
it just created it, this kind of barrier. It's really funny because it's happened to me a couple of times where I was just, I just wanted to get lunch with someone, you know, just to be like, hey, like we've talked on the podcast or whatever. Let's just, you know, talk more. And often that would be something that would come up like, oh, are you looking for a job? I'm like, no, no, just, you know, hanging out and getting to know you. And it's funny that like, you know, yeah, there is a little bit being in this industry, like the a weird balance sometimes because there is a little bit of that like we're always kind of looking for a job or like asking each other is for jobs so yeah i can totally see how like that must have been like so like positive for you yeah. to just be able to just hang out and it's yeah like, i i don't yeah, think i yeah yeah i don't think i realized how positive it was until like after the fact kind of thing because mm -hmm. like looking back now you know i was able to make all those connections without kind of like the yeah taint of, of like looking for work kind of thing and it, it sucks that it, that it can be that way and it's it's no fault of any person on either side of the, the sort of the situation yeah the, the way that i initially made all my industry connections actually was thanks to an australian run film festival called loop de loop oh okay cool yeah yeah my my partner uh at the time was uh, Megan Nan, who started Loop to Loop, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. So Loop to Loop was Loop to Loop was pretty nuts in how much it did for a lot of people, kind of thing. Yeah. Like surprisingly, here as well as like getting mm -hmm. a lot of like uh, Australian folks, kind of on. You know, I'm not saying it was just that because oh, what's his name? Felix Colgrave kind of like you know got a mm -hmm. bit of a following coming out of that as well, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there was there was loads of people that kind of got. A little ping from that kind of thing which was pretty cool um yeah cool that it, cool that it started in australia yeah yeah it, it, it and and for those uh, who may not be familiar it was basically a film festival that was just animators could uh animate a a simple loop uh based around a prompt that they would give like every other month or something and then there would be a screening like an official animation screening where everybody's loops are screened and it was like a a low work commitment for like basically you could go and meet all these animators and you have like an icebreaker where you're like i did that loop you know yeah. um uh and they had it at some points like in, internationally in, in all sorts of different countries where they were screening it and uh and um neil uh who was uh i think one of it, the founders yeah yeah um, it was it was definitely like i i should I, I should say that it was probably neil uh that started i don't know i feel like i think so i think i think yeah i think I feel like me but, saying one or the other is going to get me in trouble either way but i say they both started it for sure for sure <laughs> i i think both they were hold, they were holding uh, screenings in australia and the u.s at the same time mm -hmm. but um neil was one of the first people that ever reached out to me on social media ever so oh, wow. like like, like yeah. i just on my youtube channel he said hi we i i run this thing i'd love to have a loop from you and um and so i don't know that that that's an interesting uh, connection i ended up getting to interview him on on my interview show yeah um, wow cool yeah, cool, cool, cool. yeah it, it was it was a pretty cool thing and i i, I think it's still going um, I think it's still. I think, yeah, 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 I would yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think they're doing like live screenings uh, in uh, LA at the moment. I'm not sure about elsewhere, but it, you're right. Like it, it, it was kind of in a lot of 
a lot of places like there was a couple of places in Europe that was screening and stuff as well sort of thing but um, mm -hmm. but yeah that's so that's, that's so crazy did you for so you said you were talking about how you were in the U.S. for that one year oh did yeah you yeah. have to go back to Australia or... no I, I guess the thing was is like it was it was after a, a year that because you know we came here and and I certainly no offense meant I certainly didn't expect to to like it kind of thing I just didn't think I didn't think it was gonna see I just didn't think it was gonna stick you know what I mean like um yeah I know what you mean though that's kind of how I came here to all okay but, like but, I'll, but look, you know yeah look at me now it's like 10 years later and I'm still here so obviously I was wrong um, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah after you know after being here for for a year I was kind of like oh this kind of feels like it's it's gonna stick like I do really like it here what are some um, things that you warmed up to? Um, to be honest, for me, it it was the music scene. Um, I can see, I can see, um, I can see more and sort of a wider range of like bands in you know one month in LA than I could see in a whole year in Australia, kind of thing. Just because like uh, a band either has to be like really big. To go out to Australia because it's like they're going to be popular enough that they're going to like get yeah. everyone to come because there's so few people there kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, and and that's not true for for every band kind of thing and stuff like that. But just like the wide range of stuff that I was able to see, that I was just like, oh man, I'm I'm smitten with that alone, kind of thing. But then also, you know, obviously, you know, there is a community of of animation here that like at the time in Australia just wasn't there. Like it wasn't as broad and big and, and you know whatnot sort of thing but uh, obviously the australian you know animation community has like gotten larger since then as well sort of thing um there's a fair bit of stuff happening there at the moment too but um yeah i guess to just to to get back to that thought was it really was lucky for me that i was able to make all these connections without um needing to sort of thing and then after that year when I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll, like, you know, see what's happening here kind of thing. Like, I kind of was already kind of, like, in with a few people kind of thing. And it sucks mm. that that's, that's what it takes sometimes. But, yeah, sorry. It, su it sucks that friendship is the, is the, is, is the way. I think, no, I th actually, I, I think that's I think a good, that's, good. A, that's, a, that's a good spin on it. That is a good spin on it. No, friendship is a way. So just, just you, you were like using people is the way. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it, it is true. I feel like you do have to kind of know the people a little bit because uh, animation isn't just about skill. It's also about like it's like a team, right? Yeah. Effort. So you you do want to know a little bit who you're going to have on your team sometimes you pick not the best player in skills but they have a great personality and you're like this is going to be fun 100 percent. like that's kind of not like yeah having gone on and, and sort of being like a, a supervising director and stuff like that like i'll i'll take the, the person that's like you know good you know at their job but also a cool person over a person that's like the acest like most awesome uh you know storyboard animator whatever whatever the role is but they're an ass like yeah uh, um, sure 
I think we yeah. got really lucky on Captain Fall. Like, I thought the team was so great. Everyone was really awesome. Like, you know, like, I mean, a lot of the shows I worked on, I feel like overall the teams were great. But, like, Captain Fall, I felt like... Because we were during the pandemic, too. And that was... I thought that was also something that I really admired in your leadership is that you were able to kind of also create an atmosphere of, like, like of a working environment, which in the shows after Captain Fall that I've been on also during the pandemic wasn't always there. And I think yeah. it's really on the, on the team, on the people and the leadership to, to, to kind of like foster that. I, I mean, I, I totally, that's awesome to, to hear you say that kind of thing. But uh, and I think for me, it was just like, I needed it. Mm -hmm. Like in that, in that, in that sort of like lockdown isolation um, that was going on I was like I need human interaction so like I was like we've got to have like we've got to have fun hangouts and stuff like that sort of thing and you know mm -hmm. people seem to, to to like it or gel with it sort of thing so I'm glad that it kind of went both ways there sort of thing but um and I don't know I think that's one of the not the more important things but I think it's a big important part of uh you know like a leadership role is is making sure that everyone that's working on the thing kind of feels like they're part of something or feels mm -hmm. feels like they want to do this thing because uh, everyone's kind of like i don't know i don't know how to describe it kind of things but i i think that the emotional and social side of it is also important as well as just like yeah know, the rest of it but um yeah so i guess i was pretty lucky and yeah, the first gig I got here was working on Bojack, which was pretty nuts. Did not realize it was going to be what it was oh, when I got dude. into it kind of thing. That um, was your first gig in America. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was, it was wow. pretty crazy. What was your role? What did you start out? Uh, I started out as a character designer. Um, and I was, I was freelancing for him and then kind of just, after a little while, went in studio and... Um, that was first season so i was like character designer and then went on to um do uh work in the retake animation mm. that was a really interesting thing for me that when i was doing character design that part of the project was coming up to an end mm -hmm. and i was like you know the other people that were working in the same section as me was like oh you're gonna go on to animation after this and they're like no i i just do design or, or and then you know, borders were like, no, I just do, I just do storyboards and stuff. And it was, it was eye opening to me to see how much kind of in the States people yeah, were, niche, were niche kind of thing. Like yeah, I just like, do this, I just do that kind of thing. Um, um, it's like, ex like it's more like of an expertise and it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. much of a, like a jack of all trade kind of like skill yeah. set. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that comes from you like there being a very limited amount of jobs where you were from and you you're like filling every role if yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah if you if you were just one thing again at the time because it has changed a lot uh since i was there but at the time if you were just one thing like you were getting you know three months of work a year and that was it sort of thing so it's just like well i gotta do the other thing too sort of thing and i think that really worked for me at that studio shadow machine because they kind of like that as well, kind of thing, where people would jump from one to the other, sort of thing. But uh, I guess there's like a little bit scrappier studios, yeah. Like the, yeah. um, yeah. I I I came up in those kind of studios too, and I think that's one of the reasons why I did okay there. 
is like yeah. I started out like oh like I make all the parts of my own shorts. So I mean yeah I got I could draw a storyboard and I could draw a design and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, I guess over the again super lucky to get my first gig on a show that went for like six seasons kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just ended up sort of each season sort of stepping up a step until, you know, I I think I, I directed on season three and then I think I must have done something wrong because they sent me to Korea for season four. Um, <laughs> no, but like, how you. does... They <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, the, there was there was an option for for. In a way, I, I think I kind of. You asked for it. Yeah, I, I think I I think I kind of convinced them that that was a thing that needed to be done because I kind of wanted to go, um, and so I kind of like convinced them that like it would make a difference if we had someone over there, um, and it, I do think it did. Like I think it was just like I was able to like be a lot more hands on with with mm. the stuff at the studio over there, something, and I'm. I'm not saying the the people that were working at the the studio in in South Korea were like veterans, like super good at what they do, um, but I just don't think the information was getting across in the right way, kind of thing. Um, mm, yeah, and I just basically there was a pretty big language barrier because um, mm-hmm. I tried to I, I did Korean lessons while I was there, um, but I think you know spending all day at work. Uh, and then immediately afterwards going for like a three-hour Korean lesson. Like I think after doing it for like a month, like just one day, I felt my head shut off. And the teacher was like, the teacher was like saying the Korean words to me and I could feel them physically hitting my face and just bouncing off. I was like, oh, I'm none of this is going in. But anyways, uh, I... <laughs> yeah, that was a bit so intense because like learning a language on top of during the job. How intensive was the job? Like the anime, like how, how would you describe kind of like, a, a day in the life of an animation supervisor uh, you know i'm not i'm not like saying this is, yeah. yeah 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 i'm not saying this is this is true for everyone's experience sort of thing but i found that kind of the best the best way for me to get information across was like uh like you know rough the animation kind of thing so i was basically i'd go in i'd be at my desk um uh, and it was it was pretty long days and mm. I, not as long as what everyone else there was doing kind of thing like that that everyone there was like working crazy hard um and i would just kind of like rough animation rough animation rough animation kind of thing like all day um because it was the best way to get that info across right and were you just kind of like were you just kind of like doing the rough animation and then would you have some kind of a presentation or some kind of a, like, this is what we're looking for or like, yeah, like yeah, at, the, yeah. at the start of each episode, we, we do that sort of thing and stuff like that. And, and mm-hmm. there was a, a lady, uh, who was like, um, super awesome, took such good care of me, um, young being and but she was also like the translator kind of thing and that was super weird because i'd do this big long spiel about this stuff and then she'd just say like three words and i was like either korean is like a super efficient language or like stuff's getting cut out here um but uh it was um yeah it was we do those presentations and stuff but i I think that i I just ended up uh, with a lot of drawing kind of thing yeah Um, okay would you ever draw over other animators work or not Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was loads of, loads of that sort of stuff. 
Um, were, you, were you animating on paper at the studio, or, or was it, was it in a program? It, it was Flash. It was, it was okay. all Flash. Oh, Flash, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just kind of like rough animation, like over mm-hmm. the top of, of like on a, on a layer on, on top of what was already there sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, yes. I did that uh, for season four and then came back for the last two seasons and directed again. Do you feel like um, like there was a before and after um, you went, like in terms of like animation quality or like was like, I guess... Because it's kind of interesting that you went on season four rather than like an earlier season, I guess. Or did your banishment benefit the show? <laughs> I, look, I, I mean, I think so. I, I basically, I think it did, but it wasn't like it was just because we put a. I think we put a step in the process that wasn't there before that needed to be there, kind of thing. Mm. Like it was, it wasn't necessarily so much that I was physically there, kind of thing, uh, because basically. After that, we continued that step of like sort of someone that was overseeing, someone from our side that was overseeing the retake mm. animation okay. in a much more hands on way. We continued it, but we just did it from here, kind of thing. I see. I see. Do Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, got a, I got to live in Korea for what was it? It was like nearly a year or something like that. So that was, that was sweet. What yeah. Was your favorite was... thing about living there? Like, or, or, or what was something much different from where you had been before that you had to get used to? Uh, in regards to the 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 workplace kind of thing, um, that was a lot different than... than I, not that I expected, I guess, because I don't think I had any real uh, preconceived... I didn't think... As is true for a lot of my life, I didn't think about what was coming up. Um, but it was a lot more like an office job kind of thing like mm. uh, a lot of people uh, again it was like a, everyone was kind of like veterans i'd been doing it for a long time it was very uh go to work finish your work mm. go home to the to the you know to the family kind of thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that sort of thing and i was like yeah it's gonna be cool we're gonna go we're gonna hang out it's gonna be and although there was a lot of drinking uh, as well sort of thing but even that sometimes felt like it was a bit of like that was also an aspect of business kind of thing mm. like if the boss said we're going drinking everyone went drinking and you, like you just had to do it kind of thing mm. um but uh so the the workplace was uh definitely different um but i mean the best thing about being there was like every day at the end of the day i was i had a whole new country and or city to discover kind of thing so it was it was super exciting um yeah, it's a it's a wild and eclectic uh, city. It was in Seoul. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, Have it was you, pretty cool. Did you get to travel a little bit in South Korea, or did you stick to Seoul? No, no, no. I got to got to go around. I kept um, I kept telling Shadow Machine that I was really busy, but I'd like skip out here and there. Um, <laughs> statute of limitations yeah um, it's, it's not entirely true but like yeah i got to travel around like uh they, to i got down to um basically jeju island i guess it's kind of like uh korea's uh hawaii kind of thing oh um, it's like nice. you're pretty pretty it's not active volcanoes but it's like it's it's a pretty cool place where a lot of koreans will go for their sort of like vacation and stuff like that. But yeah, oh, the whole place is awesome. Um, but uh, 
That's okay. really cool. Wow. And do you feel like, do you feel, um, I was wondering like before you guys had somebody oversee animation, do you, do you feel like there was that impacted the boards at all? Like, do you feel like before having someone in animation, you had to do more work in boards. And then when you had somebody overseeing animation, like you could be a little looser or like, I don't know. I'm just, I think we, I think we needed to do, we needed to do more work in boards. And that was maybe the, the thing that that information of like, sort of like, you know, breakdowns of, of, kind of like poses like getting from oh, a to b and stuff like that wasn't really? wasn't in there so that's kind of what i was doing a, a, a fair bit of as well sort of thing so mm-hmm. it was kind of like it was it was a weird job because once i got over there it was kind of like figuring out what were the things trying to spot where the holes were i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. um so sometimes i was going into animatics before the board uh, the animator got to it and just going okay cool this to get from here to here there's not enough information for them to even know where that's going kind of thing. So I was mm. redlining, I was redlining animatics as well, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think that sometimes there's um, a, a debate as to whether like, you know, like it, if you keep it really simple, it's like, you're taking the fun away from the animator, mm-hmm. but it sounds like, like it, they're not, they're not trying to have fun. They're trying to get it done in the way that mm-hmm. you want it to get it done exactly yeah and, and, and there's a risk of them going down the wrong path and wasting a lot of time yeah 100 percent. and and that was that's kind of the thing and it's it's i think it's it's not it's not a problem but it's just the way that system's set up because like mm-hmm. if the studio does something that's not in the board that they're like oh i think it should be like this blah blah, blah and then if we don't like it then it's on them to fix but if they do exactly what's in the board and we don't like it, then it's like a retake the like, you know, the, 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 the studio we have to pay for kind of thing. So, so it's a system that's set up where it's like, we only do what's there kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just trying to get more information there. I feel like, yeah, that's something, I don't think I, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but something that's very true about like, the importance of boards in that regard, because um, a friend of I and I were talking about how it's almost it it boards are almost a legal document because of the notes that can be made from it. So mm-hmm. it's basically sending out these boards. Like the uh, overseas suit studio can be like, well, we don't have to pay for like you have to pay for these notes because this is what you sent us. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's a very important thing to highlight because I think sometimes, um, because I don't think it's it's being talked about a lot in that pipeline, that specific, you know, sending something overseas. So yeah, I, 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 have a, yeah. I have a just a little idea for mm-hmm. something that we could um, collaborate on. On page three, I think it would be funny if um, maybe... Adam, um, no, 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 you're okay. I, uh, in, in each, in each, um, uh, session, I like to try to come up with something that we can all touch the same thing on, like to, uh, like a, a collaboration thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it would be funny if you started this off with some sort of a pose and then V, uh, did, a um a, a b pose on the last panel here 
and then I try to do the breakdown, the worst, the worst interpretation in between. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. That I love that. Screw everything up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Basically, for anyone who's listening and who's kind of wondering a little bit about what's an a pose and a b pose so basically when you have a character that's moving let's pretend they have their arm uh their hand on the table and then that's the a pose and then they are raising their hand to answer a question or whatever that would be the the b pose would be that the hand up in the air and the thing is that like there's multiple ways you can have the hand on the table go all the way up in the air like (laughs) there you can the arm can go in a variety of directions so (laughs) um just for and if you're listening on spotify um check out the youtube video and then you'll actually see your little drawings (laughs) this is actually really fun (laughs) (laughs) it's like just a a little drawing game because i I, 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 i do find that sometimes when we do these we stick to our own drawings and so it's yeah. this it's a fun way to sort of match us all together and to remind you that you can draw if you want to yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, you yeah cool i did forget i'm so sorry no you're good <laughs> it's really hard talking and drawing at the same time is really hard um okay so is it like a touchdown uh it's whatever you want it to be okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna do the B pose. So Adam Drew, this little guy that's running, but also is like touching the ground with his like right hand. So I'm gonna draw. This is gonna be so crazy. And and while V's doing that, what was um sort of your next step from like you you had worked abroad, uh, you 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 came back, and um was it sort of a jarring to to all to all of a sudden be back and 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 be in a normal like situation (laughs) like like how was coming back it was it was it was jarring in a good way i craved i craved the uh the the sort of socializing and and just sort of interaction um with everyone that i kind of work with kind of thing and and the getting that collaborative uh relationship back again that I I really really like because there was kind of it was it was still that relationship of like here do this this is what will get done and that's it but like you know one of the things I really as to go all the way back when I realized one of the things that was like really good about animation for me is that collaborative process that I I love bouncing ideas like off of kind of like each other kind of thing like i when i get stuck on any sort of like thing that i'm sort of like trying to figure out like oh okay here's the script um the script says this blah blah blah, and it's like oh okay how are we going to do that how are we going to shoot that this this maybe doesn't make sense so i've got to figure out a way to make it make sense and stuff like that sort of thing anytime i get stuck there i mean the the best thing I've found to do is just talk about it with someone else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, you know, part of that is, you know, stealing people's, uh, other people's ideas, which is, you know, how I do everything. Um, but also, 
Borrow. Also, we, we, we borrow. It's, yeah, I gotta stop. Put, I gotta stop putting <laughs> negative spins on things. I didn't realize I'm such a negative person, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's your own brand of self-deprecating humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you know, uh, I'm working one and the you know um, uh, Jake Armstrong uh, as well. I'm who we worked with on on Captain Fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know I'm, I'm working with again and you know kind of like sort of like the board launch uh, you know kickoff meetings with him are so kind of verbal and exciting kind of thing where it's kind of like so yeah what about this and it's like basically it's just two people like shooting the shit and mm-hmm. then like you get you get a spot where he's like oh yeah that's the thing like that's how it's gonna be kind of thing and it's it's super exciting and super fun and and that is one of the things that i coming back i was like oh yeah this is this is this is why it's yeah this is why it's the job that i want and 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 i think i'm always gonna want um but yeah so coming back it was was shocking in a good way the the only other thing was the world was noisier Oh yeah, um, just because what I found was like if I was in like a, a bar or cafe or just anywhere, just out and about in Seoul, because uh, I didn't understand what was being said, it just becomes right. kind of like background noise. But yes. here, like you're in a cafe and like you you're hearing someone speak about like you know their their the pitch for their movie and stuff like that. And it's like ah, oh, it's in my head. I can understand what they're saying, kind of thing. So it just felt a lot noisier here. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Cause when I spent, I spent one year in Japan and I felt exactly the same thing where it was just like, I could go to a coffee shop and it was great because you have people talking, but I, you don't understand the language that well. So you can easily tune it out and just yeah. work on whatever you're working on. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. It's, it's, it's definitely good and bad. Cause like, of course you want to be able to communicate with people like, um, yes, uh, <laughs> I think that's why when, um, when COVID happened and we went into lockdown and stuff like that sort of thing, like it wasn't, while I craved like interaction with people kind of thing, like it, it wasn't that kind of like jarring to me because I was like, I kind of did this already. Um, the That's isolation. so funny. Yeah. That's exactly what I was telling myself. It was, yeah. it, re- it reminded me of my year in Japan where yeah, I couldn't yeah. really talk to that many people. I mean, I did, you know, I did like you did try to take the language lessons and stuff, but at the end of one year, at, best you can do like some small talk but like you can't really go into like super like deep conversation it's kind of hard uh, yeah. i'm just i'm just checking out what sean did is the um is the in between what uh, uh, would you mind would, I love do, you it. Any, do you have any do you have any red line drawing notes i do not i was what i was about to say was like this is perfect no notes this is like somehow somehow you got it inside my mind I did exactly what uh, I was picturing. Yeah, that's that's the only red line, a giant red tick. No notes. Oh. No notes. Maybe yeah. there's a note on the B post, though. Maybe that's what it is. No. It's no, missing the cloud. Note. Like, the the effect of the cloud is what I would put. <laughs> Gold star. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I would... um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you also, like, kind of, how did you, I guess, like, 
move up these positions were you just kind of like asking people around like hey i'd love to try storyboarding now you know what i mean or like were you were you just kind of like voicing it out or were people just kind of like hey you know who would be good at storyboarding or directing adam you know like how it was it was a little it was a little bit of both like there was some roles that i definitely put my hand up for like i was kind of just like i was aware that on season two the the head of character design was mm. moving on to another project kind of thing and i was like i just was like yeah so that was me being sort of proactive and like saying hey uh i'd, I'd like to do this and almost knowing that i wanted to do it was sort of even before i was uh even before i was asking about it i was kind of just like maybe just trying to show a little bit more proactiveness in, mm. in the job that I was currently doing kind of thing where I'd, I'd maybe, uh, not overstepping the mark, um, but just trying to like show that I could potentially do it before I asked for it sort of thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, the actual directing thing was kind of wild because uh, that was like season three and I knew that the animation supervisor was moving on to something else. Mm. And so I was, Gonna like, I was like, oh, this seems like a natural or, or doable step kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and so I I went to the to the bosses uh, and said, hey, I um I was wondering if like you know you might consider me for you know the the, the animation supervisor um for for retakes sort of thing, <laughs> and um it was back to it's like the Disney thing because basically oh, they said yeah. well they said no and I was like oh man that kind of sucks kind of thing but mm. it was like the disney thing where they said like you didn't get into disney but yes you did because <laughs> they basically said no and it was uh um you know, it was a guy called mike hollingsworth who is a bit of a prankster kind of thing so he definitely did this on purpose but yeah so mm. they said no and i was all sad and whatnot so then he was like oh that's because we want you to direct instead sort of thing <gasps> um, so he was yeah he was definitely doing a prank but um mm. That one I wasn't expecting and I kind of was like, oh, my God, can I even do this kind of thing? But then it was such a good opportunity that I, you know, it was one of those things where you're just like, well, I've got to say yes and give it a a shot sort of thing. So that that was definitely, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that that was them seeing something that I didn't see. Um, Mm. And I got to thank them for that kind of thing. Um, So That's great. I guess you did show that you wanted to kind of like, move up to a lead well you had been in a leadership position in as a lead character designer but i guess since you were kind of going into story that you still kind of wanted to be a leader again by like asking for the animation director position right i mean i guess maybe this is how it the math computed yeah um, I, it's a, story was definitely like a, a, a step out of my comfort zone kind of thing like because mm-hmm. i was definitely much more animation and, and design kind of thing even at even at the studio in Australia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also i got to admit, like, I, I think I had just, like, uh, a bit of a complex of, like, you know, America's the America's the big leagues kind of thing, and it, it, mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't matter what I did back there. And I, this is incorrect. This was an incorrect idea. Mm-hmm. But this no, is you're in the I, big leagues. Uh, you're here, you're in the big leagues, we're in the big leagues. Yeah. 
And it's, I mean, it is, it is the big leagues. There's, there's no doubt about that sort of thing. But, like, there's talented people everywhere. Like, just as talented no. as everywhere else kind of thing. You say no, just America. No. It's only here. <laughs> there's no talent anywhere else than L.A. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's talent in the little leagues. But, like, you know, like, they're talented for, like, where they are, like. Um, you know how like a little kid is like yeah he hit the ball he hit the ball good for like a little kid but like yeah, yeah, over yeah, here yeah. like we're all like big time sluggers babe ruth's uh sport yeah. reference insert here i i i don't know what's i don't know what's true there i have i have no opinion um no yeah no that's yeah. so funny no, no, no i would no. never I'm, say that I'm yeah, yeah, yeah no i know, I know. obviously joking yeah. <laughs> oh but, my um, god yeah that's crazy and yeah because Hmm. So yeah, it was yeah. You did boys and then directing, and then and then you went back, and then when you went back from animation directing, you you went back to two episode directing. Uh yes yes I went yes. back to I was I was I was doing both because you know they're they're kind of offset so I was doing mm. the episode directing and then I was I was rolling on to, to oh animation that's directing. right yeah because yeah, because in between the seasons there was like a little hiatus. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so it kind yeah. of worked out schedule wise that I was able to do both because yeah I'd finish directing and then just like roll straight on to. Oh, um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always forget that because um, I mean animation does happen at the same time as boards sometimes, but yeah. most of the time mm, it's kind of a, yeah it's a little bit more offset. You would be doing the boards and then uh, by the when would you say uh, you started shipping usually in the production overseas for animation? Would you say after like a, three episodes or it entirely depends on the project or like I from guess, your experience kind of when do things kind of start shipping? I guess it, I guess it is, it definitely depends on the project kind of thing, but it, it maybe feels like it is after like three or four episodes mm. that, it, that it starts to, to, to go out to the other studio kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, depending on how long the run is, like that can that can be perfect because you know by the time you're getting stuff back from the overseas studio, that's when you start you, doing the. You finished. You finished. Uh, you finished animation. Uh, finished yes. uh, boards and, and whatnot, sort of thing. So, it. I mean, because I did the, I, I did the same thing on Captain Fall, but there was an overlap, and they were. They were suggesting that I did both at the same time, and I was like, yeah, this, Ugh, this, yeah. this is too much. Like, this is yeah. something's going to suffer there, sort of thing. So, we were really lucky to get um, a guy called James Bowman in to cover that overlap gap kind of thing. Like, he he was the animation supervisor for a couple of months mm. uh, on the first couple of episodes, and then um, I took over after that uh, on Captain Four as well, sort of thing. I mean, it's a, it's a good system for me because it keeps me working all year, which as well yeah, yeah i need to be working all the time because uh of the visa status thing um so there's extra pressure what what has that felt like i don't know if we've talked about that like pressure wise or emotionally for you uh, have there been times where you're really feeling it like you don't know what's happening next and that makes you nervous definitely definitely and i i, I will say that it's it's kind of it's kind of that now kind of thing like i'm on i'm on you know stuff at the moment but you know that's finite, and uh, I mean it feels a little, it feels a little uh, not, not shaky, but 
it feels a little bit more unknown right now, like yeah. the, the industry at the moment sort of thing. And I'm not, I'm not freaking out about it. I don't think anyone should freak out about it. I think that what's happening now is a little bit of a, a realignment. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of animation was getting made, um, you know, not necessarily because of the pandemic, because I think it was kind of happening a little bit before as well, but, yeah. um, it was super, it was kind of nuts, like, it, and it was really exciting that, like, um, it kind of felt like everything was possible with the stuff that was getting made. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. such cool it, stuff. It felt, like, it felt like the animation industry was, like, holding up the film industry for a little yeah. bit. So, like, yeah, yeah. all these projects were getting animated. They didn't know when they were going to be able to shoot again. So they were like, let's push this yeah. through. And for a long time, I was like, whoa, this is, like, an animation renaissance yeah, and then they were like psych yeah <laughs> like they're, they're yeah. Like canceled everything yeah i also wonder if there's this thing i don't know this is me speculating but i feel like there's this thing where like netflix was like we're gonna have an animation studio now and everybody freaked out and they were like well we gotta prove that we're the better animation studio so everybody started making a ton of shows and when finally i think netflix was just gonna like well hmm. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna pause for a bit. Everybody else is kind of like looking at that and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna pause too." Okay, the threat um, is gone. Animation <laughs> takes a lot of work and money. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like a little bit of everything. It was the timing yeah. of the the you know the pandemic. There was definitely the the Netflix bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I mean, because I'm 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 thinking of like stuff like wait. Midnight Gospel. When did that? Yeah. When did that happen? Sean worked on it. Um. When did it happen? Like what year? I should be an expert on the year. I feel like it, <laughs> but, you worked on it before the pandemic because I remember pandemic, it. We were working yeah. in the studio. On yeah. The I honestly, it, it was Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was, it was, it was. I guess it was part of that thing then because like. But was it Netflix or were you at Shadow? What, where was, was it made? I was at uh, Titmouse yeah. working Titmouse. for, yeah, so but technically it was for Netflix. Was for Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those weird situations where it was at, we were, it was being made at Titmouse, but I was like, but there's like a whole animation department at Netflix and they have uh, free yeah. lunches. Why aren't we there? Yeah. Yeah, even though I worked at Netflix, I, well, I, got, I think I got free lunches like five or six times because we were never in-house kind of thing, but yeah man it was so nice the offices i went there just to like meet up with like execs and they were like you can get all these free things and that was the only time even (laughs) (laughs) um i guess the the thing they were saying was like it was just so again it it was exciting to see you know gospel get made uh city of ghosts get made and it was just like whoa you can do anything and like and it was such cool stuff that was that was getting made kind of thing so it's a bit of a bummer to see it pull back and and become a little bit like where the the biggest studios just sort of going like oh we're just gonna make the we're gonna make the safer thing kind of thing Um, but at the same time though i feel like Netflix was like this big deal with Titmouse, and Titmouse was the place that made Midnight Gospel. So it might yeah. not be, it might no. not all be 
Doom. I and, and yeah, no, 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 and that's. I just want to be. I want to be clear that I'm. I'm not saying it's Doom and Gloom. Like it's just saying it's a. It's a bit of a bummer to see it pull back a little sure. bit, sort of thing. But I. Yeah. I guess the thing that I'm. I also see is that, uh, from the frustration of people sort of like feeling that, like I really think that like, big cool stuff is going to happen. Like um, yeah, because because people will be just like. Well, screw that! I'm going to do this then, kind of thing, and, and I'm excited to, to to see that happen as well. So I think a lot of indie a, a lot of indie projects are going to end up happening yeah. that are really yeah. cool, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. crowdfunded stuff, and yeah, yeah, and it's actually it's it's cool to kind of like yeah see those things happen, and, and just the fact that that's even an option now. I also I also think that whatever streaming service, if there is a streaming service that does it. Whatever streaming service is like, we want to be the home for animation. Yeah, I think that they're gonna get all the pitches and some mm. cool stuff is gonna happen there. You know, and it, it, yeah, yeah, totally. And it does seem to, it seems to move around, like you know, mm-hmm. for for a while there, uh, it seemed, and again, like you know, I'm I'm no expert or anything like that, and I'm just sort of uh, speaking off the cuff. But like for a while there, it seemed like Captain Network was like the place where all like the, the yeah. wild new crazy stuff was kind of happening and you know and then you know that moves somewhere else and that moves somewhere else and things so i i'm not i'm not stressing no no do you, do you feel like um any of your business experience and expertise from early on is helping any of these insights like now that we're like we're like diving into uh the uh the, the inside animation industry podcast like uh like you started off in business as a business person and 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 now like do you feel like it, it's helping you with these insights right now i not not necessarily the business side of things because like even when i was running my uh, we were running our own studio that was definitely the part that we lacked the most like all of us were like we want to do cool stuff Hey, like, so there's, there's books. We need to look at the books. And everyone's like, no, we want to do cool stuff sort of thing. So we, that was definitely not our forte kind of thing. But I think if anything, it's just like just being around for a while and just sort of seeing that it kind of just does survive sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and maybe just like there's a mild optimist in me that just is like, no, nah, it, it, it'll be cool. Like, um, so yeah, I'm not too I'm not yeah. too sure how much the business. So this is, this is a great way to segue over to our um, every episode we have a discussion about animation stocks, and so let. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, cool. So it's on, it's on the it's on the rise uh, I was, right I, now. I was definitely about to clo- I was about to close out there, but um. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be so funny though. Imagine if like we were like pushing like a Wall Street agenda, like animation. <laughs> Animation Business Insider Creative Blog Podcast. There's got to be there's got to be something in there. Is anyone doing it? Animation stocks. <laughs> I one day I looked up the stocks for WBD and okay. Netflix and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, Netflix is still so high." I think W. We're sorry, we're actually talking about stocks now. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I was looking at these numbers, and I'm like, these numbers don't mean anything. Um. I was surprised Netflix was higher than Disney for really? stocks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's still the case, but that was that one day that I looked. It seems like everyone's, everyone's taken a bit of a hit, but yeah. when you think about like what 
their idea of taking a hit is is just like yeah all right you're fine so yeah <laughs> um, um i kind of wanted to ask you as well like how did you apply for or like get the supervising director position was it something like that you um did you know the people on the project or like were was like was it like an exec that was like oh you know who would be good or like how did you kind of like go about finding that position for like supervising directing on captain fall uh i i it, it was yeah it was it was definitely like uh people that i worked with when they are starting a new project over at netflix and, and i guess it was like you know there was so much stuff going on that you know how many supervising directors are out there so they no, normally it's kind of like oh okay cool like here's a supervisor director he's and we got like this many projects and so all those kind of positions are uh, filled but this you know there was, so much stuff was happening it was like oh we need to look kind of like outside to to get supervising directors and there's people that i'd worked with before uh on bojack and tuka and um i'd also kind of like which is one of the good things about um, uh, you know, a, a studio that's not one of the, the bigger corporate studios is like, you know, I was able to supervise and direct on smaller projects there. So I kind of like, I'd already like dipped in, dipped into that pool kind of thing. So like, mm. oh, okay, he, he did a supervising director role on a smaller project and, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't burn to the ground kind of thing. So <laughs> maybe, maybe he can do this one kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess in, you asked a question early on about like what is the role of the supervisor? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love for you to kind of talk about that because I feel like it's a position that we we haven't in, we haven't interviewed a lot of people who have had this position, and I kind of want to demystify a little bit what it means and like what the skill set is and like you know what's a day to day like how many meetings versus how much drawing all of that kind of what is you know because a lot of us kids were like i want to run a show but there's like all these positions that are really high up that are you know not show running so yeah um it's it's different from it's it's different from project to project it's different from studio to studio like it, it, there can be a real lot of variance as to what a supervising director is kind of thing and, and uh i'll say for my first sort of biggest supervising director role uh, at um, at Netflix on uh, at, on Captain Fall, um, it couldn't have been like a nicer entry into mm. it kind of thing because I, I really did have um, an EP uh, Joel Trussell who was uh, hands-on but in a, in, a, in a good way like he was someone mm-hmm. that like a lot of the times an ep can be someone that's like kind of coming from the more business side of things and and he was definitely coming from the creative side of things like super respect like yeah i worked with uh, him on pickle and peanut yeah he's, yeah yeah he's, and he's he's a funny guy too yeah 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 and so like a lot of the stuff that we were sort of doing like you know he had a lot of creative input and stuff as well which i was happy to have kind of thing um but but Day to day, it's like, and also sometimes supervising director can oversee like 
everything, like as in the, the art style, the, mm. the storyboarding, the animation, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. But on Captain Fall, like we had a really good uh, art director, Paul Hornschmeyer. Um, and so my my interaction with like the, the design and the style of the show was just like, I'd be in those meetings and I'd really kind of like uh, only kind of have something to say if it was like, okay, what you've done there is not going to work for the boards. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to mm -hmm. service what, what we've done in the boards kind of stuff like that. Like, you know. Um, so more technical than creative uh, yeah. for design. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. for, for, for design kind of thing, stuff like that. And then that's, that's mainly because like everything they were doing like looked, looked awesome kind of thing. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, I was aware of the fact that on BoJack, you know, Mike Hollingsworth was in everything like to the mm. nth degree kind of thing like as he was all over the you know the the sort of the design and the the build of the characters and and blah 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 sort of thing so it's it's i guess sometimes it's what the supervising director wants to do not wants yeah. to do but like what the project set up to have them do and and what they have the capacity to do and stuff like that sort of thing so um but yeah i saw my role on captain fall as being very involved with the boards mm -hmm. um really trying to make sure that the because i was always in meetings with the the creators uh, these two norwegian guys john and jonas who were pretty funny dudes but i'm um, just making sure that like whatever was we were coming out of those meetings was going to get into the boards uh relay that to yeah. the directors and then also trying to have that overall eye to make yeah. sure that like everything was cohesive if that makes sense yeah because from an episode director to another episode director someone can have a little bit more of a cartoony vibe and someone else can have a little bit more like a, a dramatic vibe and you're yeah. there to kind of be like all right let's pull back like let's not have as much pathos here mm -hmm. or like let's yeah. not be all like yeah <laughs> that's really interesting I think I don't know I think that's like so I don't know. It's so daunting too. Um, how do you, what's your philosophy kind of approaching this role? Like what's kind of like your, I don't know if you have some like Adam's kind of top threes <laughs> or like, you know, or like, you know, what's kind of how you approach this job? Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question that I, don't know if I've actually like thought out loud before. What's your top ten rules? Your top ten <laughs> most catchy sayings that you. What's your my most top, ca my top catchy ten... rhyming? Your most catchy rhyming rules. We're gonna rhyme as well. <laughs> no, no, I'm just some fucking with you. Um, I think honestly, for me, one of the top ones. I don't know if it's like number one or something like that. It's just like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, I think that like that role is really important to to make sure that uh like it's a team and everyone's kind of like working together and i think if you're not doing that uh it's that's just gonna flow everywhere else kind of thing yeah um so i'm not saying i was never that because i'm sure i was but uh <laughs> i i i think that that's super important kind of thing because I, I think the the role of supervising director is uh you know essentially like you know, running a team kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it kind of ends up not being creative kind of thing. Like you, you asked the question about how much we were drawing. So there was sometimes where I was not drawing 
much at all kind of thing. It was just sort of like meetings, notes, um, and so on and so on sort of thing. But then, you know, there's there was other times where I could find the time to do it and, you know, that was fun, so I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just, I don't know. That is that is, a question is that your only rule? Yeah, I think it's that might be it. That that's the only. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good rule. rule. Don't <laughs> don't don't be a dick and um, yeah. the rest is the rest is ruleless. There's no rules for the rest. It's just like see what happens. Um, it doesn't sound very uh, professional, but that's that's what I've got. Do you did you feel do you feel like really stressed out or like how do you handle stress on like a job where you have to oversee so much because you have your three directors they're coming in here with questions and then you have designs that are like oh what's the i don't know the memo on episode one or like and then you have all these questions all the time like how do you kind of i guess prioritize you rely on um production to help you or do you are do, are you like a very i don't know google sheets kind of person <laughs> um a little bit a little bit of both but i definitely um i definitely lean on production like seriously in that role like production is, is such a lifesaver for me sort of thing like i i'm like i'm doing all this i'm doing this and i i, I really need production to like go hey you know this is this is coming up or, or like you know this is what's happening next and stuff like that sort of thing so i production like is a super super helpful so uh, part you're of telling it. you're telling me that production isn't our worst enemy no, <laughs> not at all i mean sometimes yeah but like no like not at all like they're they're such a lifesaver um yeah and uh yeah so wait what was the question again i got lost <laughs> I guess I was just asking you how you deal with stress on like oh. task management. Um, I think that I don't know if this is particularly healthy, but I think the thing that I found works for me is uh, I'll put in extra hours to keep what's in any one particular hour a little bit thinner. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it sucks, but it's like, you know, I'll work longer hours so that I can get a certain aspect of the job done without questions coming in at the same time sort of thing. So I'll do like a big chunk of, and, oh, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, a a mo- I'm a morning person. And so I would usually be doing like, you know, two or three hours before anyone else had started kind of, again, it's not something that I recommend or, or think is really good, but it's just like, it's the only way that I've felt works for me because if I'm trying to do, some creative thinking while I'm also getting hit with questions, like I'm dead kind of thing. Like it just, yeah. just sort of it bottlenecks in my brain and, and I clam up sort of thing. So yeah. um, uh, that's what works for me. Um, maybe not the best solution, but I don't know. I feel like that makes sense though, like kind of carving out time that it's just kind of like, this is the time where I need to just have no disruptions uh, because um I don't know. Yeah, it is hard to like, I, I do. I mean, even though as a director, I don't have as I didn't have as much things to handle. I do feel like when everybody was kind of clocking off around 6pm, I was like, okay, now I can get an hour or two of like, just doing my red lines. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, okay, because yeah, you yeah, it's true. During the day, you want to be available to answer everybody's questions so they can keep working. 
Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm definitely getting better at it. Like it's sort of like maybe compartmentalizing the time without having to work some long hours kind of thing. Like sort of going like, all right, cool. This is just this, and this is just that sort of thing. Because I think as soon as you're trying to do two things at the same time, then it's that's where you kind of fall apart sort of thing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Wonder if this is a good time to start going into questions from our patrons. Or I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask just one thing, if that's yeah, okay, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we can reintro that. Um, you uh, have worked on the um, the most recent Velma cartoon that uh-huh. has come out, and uh, it is a cartoon that has um, had a lot of people buzzing. And it, a lot of controversy. And um, as I think that we've all worked on yeah. shows um, that have gotten uh, a hard reception, I was curious about what your experience has been, what, uh, how you've seen, you know, the crew react, how you guys um, stay positive, you know, can try to stay positive mentally, how you feel about it uh, in general. Um, I will, uh, I will, I'll say that the, at least, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, everyone on the crew would love everyone to like, you know, just like out of the gate, like, you know, love it and stuff like that to me, but just generally like within the, cause we're also work from home generally within the chat, like I'm getting a pretty positive vibe from everyone still kind of thing, because to be honest and, and not to, not to be dismissive. Um, but you know, a lot of the stuff, at least the stuff that, and maybe this is us focusing, focusing on the stuff that is so outlandish or so like, kind of like off the point kind of thing. Um, you know, the, the comments and stuff like that are like just so over the top. It's like, well, you kind of can't take that seriously kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, that, 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 and so maybe, you know, I'm seeing that, uh, I try not to kind of thing. I'm, I guess mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm busy um and uh i'm gonna hear about it eventually anyway sort of thing but um uh yeah i think that just on the on the sort of like internal chat and stuff like that people you know just posting kind of things and then it's kind of like it it feels like we're kind of making making light uh in a way that kind of makes it okay for us sort of thing um does that make sense yeah Yeah. it's true because it's like like well sean worked on pickle and peanut i worked on thundercats for who were all that were also shows that yeah. got yeah uh did roasted. Pickle, and peanut, did pickle and peanut get get a hard time dude there there was a a wall of hate instead of a fan a fan mail wall there yeah. was a wall of hate where they printed out all these like crazy mean things that had been said or hate letters that had been <laughs> had been sent in that were like hung in the middle of the department and, uh, and so so yeah. yeah what was that like what was that like for you like it sounds like you kind of had this the same reaction where it's just like you just gotta you gotta take that well, on the chin and yeah i mean that show was a little bit of a troll show and and, yeah. I, and I think that the spirit of it was like it, it almost felt like a prank like haha like we tricked yeah. our way onto disney I mean, and I now see. we're prank we're pranking these guys i can and see every... joel being involved in that and all the print all the princess fans 
are like pissed that these yeah. these ugly vegetables are running around <laughs> ruining their <laughs> you know network there was a lot of comments like that that were like oh wander over yonder got canceled for this and it's like guys it's not how it works come on yeah, yeah. it's not the, 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 the chemistry of scheduling does not work that way but you know whatever yeah. yeah, but but in regards to this one, like, you know, when the complaint is like, you know, this is not what, like, you know, Scooby was or should be, I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point, kind of thing. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm, I try not to get into it too much. I, you know, I'm sure that it would be better I don't if people know. were a little bit more open-minded, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever felt this way. I think I've said it maybe on the episode with Megan Fisher, but sometimes I feel like... Okay, maybe this is, um, I don't know, maybe I'll regret saying this, but I feel like it's almost better that a show gets a huge buzz, even if it's negative, rather than everybody ignores it. You know what I mean? If your I... show is like announced and nobody says anything, or just like maybe a thumbs up, isn't it like, I don't know, isn't it like- I mean, a, a lot of people watched it, even if it's a hate watch, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. that's how I felt about Thundercats Roar. I was like, I would much rather people be talking about this and complaining about this, rather than this be like the reboot that nobody watched. And... Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I, I, I did kind of have that feeling just the other day. I went to a, a comedy show and one of the comedians did a, did a Velma joke. Kind of thing. Whoa, and really? I was, and I was like, "What? What the? Did you stand crazy. up and go? Will I? Will I never? No, and, 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 I will and I never? To, I'm to out be, of here. To be honest, like the the joke was really not about Velma. Like they they it was kind of like the thing where it was a comedian do a comedian goes like, "Hey, I, I'm going to talk about something. What should I talk about? That's like relevant. What are people like talking about at the moment? So you know, they look online, they see all this stuff about." Velma kind of thing and so they're like cool I'll do a joke about that but it was really like a stepping stone to a completely unrelated thing mm -hmm. um, but it's like okay cool and I did have that thought I was like this is literally the world doing your advertising for you kind of thing yeah and, and it's like I I don't I, I don't know the answer whether it's good or bad kind of thing but in that moment I was like I think this is kind of good I don't know but mm -hmm. um, yeah but yeah, that's, I just wanted to get your take on that before we moved into the questions because it is uh, topical right now. And I, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I think that um, nothing's perfect, but uh, I also think that some of the criticism is not something that I feel the need to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's like outlandish, like that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that some of the stuff yeah. is so over the top. It's like, well, not everyone's ever going to be happy about everything. Yeah, that's so true. Um, well, question time. <laughs> I think we had a couple questions that were like kind of fun. I think you kind of touched on, on them throughout the interview, but I feel like it would be kind of fun to uh, have like a concise answer from them so uh from bento box what's the animation scene like in australia is there a specific area where most animators come together similar to california um yeah i think to a, to an extent um it kind of seems like right now it's it's melbourne um mm. 
there is that it's really it's really like between Sydney and Melbourne kind of thing. Like for a while, um, well, especially while Disney was there, Disney was like that was the big sort of studio, um, and then a lot of the little sort of small indie kind of companies, like one of which was ours at the time, uh, were coming out of Melbourne kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like every every kind of city there does have something going on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like there's a couple of bigger studios. There's Flying Bark um, in Sydney. But then I think a lot of good kind of like exciting stuff still comes out of Melbourne. Uh, it's maybe a, a little bit more of a... DIY is not the right word because that makes it feels like it's a little bit like hokey kind of thing. But there's some exciting, really awesome, talented stuff that comes out of Melbourne. And then Melbourne's also got, um, well, it's weird that Bento asked that question because isn't Bento uh, has a studio in Melbourne? Um, there, oh, really? There, yeah, there's there's Princess Bento, which is uh, like, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but there's a it's a branch of Bento as far as I know that, that's in Melbourne and they're the ones that are making... Like uh, Koala Man, right? Or yeah, Koala Man and, and Smiling Friends and stuff like that sort of thing. Oh um, wow, that's crazy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's the bunch of stuff happening in Melbourne, but I think it's I think it's mainly East Coast. Basically, that's just because where all the people live in Australia, kind of thing. Like, mm. um, yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's the 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 answer. And again, like I've not been back there for a while because of pandemic and visa stuff. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm not super across everything, but um, but. That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, that makes sense. It's it's kind of interesting too to hear. Like it's kind of interesting when I don't know. I feel that way too when you say like, oh, I haven't been there in a while, so I'm not like I don't really have like the full pulse on the industry there anymore. And sometimes when I go back to France and South, you know, I'm like, holy shit, like things have like moved around. People have moved up. Everything's like kind of like it's the same, but it's a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, from our patron, uh, Bjellens Bear, what are some of the biggest differences from Hollywood-based animation to Asian-based animation, pipeline-wise and work environment? I think they're kind of like talking about um, the animation directing uh, part. And like, I guess maybe the environment would be interesting because the uh, pipeline is the same pipeline. Yeah, uh, uh, and I, I guess to that one, I guess we saw, I guess we sort of talked about it a little, a little bit kind of thing, but in... in mm. Um, and again, this is only kind of like my singular experience from working at, you know, uh, a, a service studio for, you know, one particular project kind of thing. And it, it, it was that, that like, you know, there is a lot, there was a lot more um, collaboration, uh, people in Hollywood, every, you know, everyone in Hollywood is like, they're, they're, which blew my mind when I, first got here everyone's like i want to do I, I want my own show like i'm gonna i'm gonna like you know do this and i'm gonna do that sort of thing like there's a lot of promise and optimism yeah um here um and then it, this was true for me like you know working at like a, a you know a service studio in australia was like i'm i really like this job i'm happy to be doing this job kind of thing um and i think that's that that's a big difference when it comes to those two particular situations. Like, uh, I'm sure that there is, uh, she has all over Asia that, uh, they're in, you know, the, op- the opposite where they're just like, you know, 
we're doing the new and exciting thing and blah 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 and stuff like that to them so um from my experience for those two particular things that's 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 with the big difference yeah i feel like i feel like here in the u.s there's like a lot more um yeah like you said optimism and like room for dreams i don't yeah. know when i come coming from france i feel like it's very like no just clock in clock out this is all you can get out of it <laughs> you know like there's not, I, like you like oh uh, you you're not going to be able to pitch a show it's too hard <laughs> but um yeah that, like but I mean, I, what I'm, and I do still have like some, you know, uh, contact with a bunch of people in Australia. So I mean, and I, I, it's happening there too. Like, there's a lot of people in Australia. I mean, you've got all that stuff with Koala Man and, and Michael Cusack and stuff like that. So I mean, but like, there's um, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Ivan Dixon, um, at Studio Show Off, uh, also based in Melbourne, kind of thing. Like, you know, constantly, like, you know. Uh, pitching and working with studios here and, and, and whatnot sort of thing. So that's why I, I say, I yeah. say it with the caveat that like, that was my experience with that particular situation, but I know that happens. I know that optimism and that, that opportunity is everywhere. You do have a bit of a leg up being in kind of like LA and, and part of that community kind of thing, but it's not, it's not closed. To the rest of the world like it's, there's still opportunities everywhere yeah that last one was a fun one from el draws on twitter what was your favorite food you ate in south korea <laughs> it's i mean there was there was so much stuff like and uh one of the cool things was like the 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 studio that was one of the best things is like the studio that i was working with over there one of the things that they seemed really intent on doing was like showcasing everything um so they i was they were constantly like taking me like or we were going together uh for lunches at like you know wild and different places kind of thing um there was there was a, a ginseng chicken like soup kind of thing but basically like it was like a big chunk of like maybe like a half a chicken in in a ginseng soup sort of thing that was like super good um i guess the thing one thing i learned though was like not to say i liked something too much because then if i said i liked it too much then that's what we were going to be eating all the time kind of thing and i was like oh dude, what, if, what if no one else likes this kind of thing? But, um, but um the i forget the name but the ginseng chicken soup was pretty good uh yeah obviously barbecue barbecue was just such a social kind of like and fun thing because that was like the kind of the best socializing with the people at the studio there because it is very interactive kind of thing. Like people mm. like cooking for each other, giving each other pieces and stuff like that sort of thing. So that was really, really cool. Super tasty and a good experience. Um, but there was one thing that I absolutely loved and missed. I don't know where you, I don't know if you can get it here. I'm sure you can, but, um, and it's not called Habong Toast, but one of, it's like a chain. And that's just one of the names of the chain was Habong. Um, and it's basically like a kind of breakfast sandwich, but like on white bread. And then they would put like, it's kind of like, like a sweet sort of honey butter on the outsides of the bread and like fried either side. Um, and it, but it was slightly different ingredients from your regular breakfast sandwich kind of thing. But like, that is one thing that I super, super loved. Um, 
and then I guess one of the one of the things that kind of was like I don't know what this is, but they they've got a lot of corn dogs there. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah, and That's the corn funny. dogs will have like cheese embedded in the in the batter and or fries embedded in the batter. Mm-hmm. And there was one little food truck near where I live that the truck had had to be like fifty bottles of different kinds of sauces along wow. the front of the truck and you just get your corn dog and you put where you want on. But one of the, I don't know what it was. I think I tried it and it wasn't really for me, but one of them was because it would have like a piece of sticky tape on it that said what it was. Uh-huh. One of them, the sauces was called human sauce. What? And like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what a human oh, tastes no. like, <laughs> but I tasted it and I was like, I don't know, maybe that's human. But um, I don't know what it was, but uh, that, that was just a weird one. Um, but there was there, there was so much stuff. But I think the one that kind of before I, I got mo- most nostalgic about is it's kebab toast. Yeah, that yeah. sounds so yummy. I feel like yeah, breakfast food really. It's it's funny. I feel like breakfast food is always the food that I remember from other countries. Like not so much like dinner or whatever, but yeah. It kind of makes me think like, you know, how people like put on like perfume and cologne. Like, like, should I be spicing myself too? What? Like, like, should should I be like, like mar- marinating or like spicing myself so that I taste better? Like, I mean, put a little it's, human it's, sauce. It's probably on, something so... that we're not we're not looking into enough. I think maybe. Yeah, I, I I feel like you know we talk to one another. We hold you know we hold hands. We experience one another's minds intellectually, but like. We don't, nobody tastes each other. Like, I couldn't tell you how my best friend tastes. And I think, I think that's, I, I'm that's okay kind of sad. That. I don't I know. It, I think that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> how close off so everybody is. That's what I know that this is an animation podcast and we're not supposed to talk about, you know, like how each other tastes and all of our, how all of our friends' tastes. But I want to know how human sauce would upgrade me as a taste experience for all my friends i feel like it would be so different for each person like we're we're all that's so true. different that like you know, oh my god that's so true and we all have such different palettes yeah yeah i so, wonder like i wonder you know how like cilantro tastes like soap to some people like yeah. maybe like you put some human sauce on me and like i'm savory to one person or like a little bit too sweet to someone else you know yeah all i can say is i i hope i'm savory Oh yeah, I oh, really? Just, I, yeah, I just wouldn't want to taste sweet. You don't want to be sweet? That's no, so I'm, funny. But I you're. Don't know what it is? That's so funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I feel like okay. What's the flavor you guys wouldn't want to be? Uh, wouldn't want to be? Yeah, the flavor. Like Adam said, he doesn't want to be sweet. Well, I'm, would you not want to be? I'm not a spicy guy, really. Like I don't. Oh, you wouldn't want to be spicy. I don't think I would want to be. But I think I would lean a little bit more towards sweet, like somewhere in between sweet and savory, like a barbecue, maybe mm. like barbecue kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, could, I could get behind that. But yeah, I I think that sp- spicy is divisive. Like people are gonna oh, yeah. love you or they're gonna hate you. You know. There's what also I mean? people... there's also such a range of what spicy is. Like. Yeah. I'm not necessarily talking about I don't want to be hot spicy I think I'd be want to be like I'm thinking like some some cumin and maybe pepper um, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. no I, 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 
I take it all back. I know exactly what I want. I just want to taste like rosemary. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a good one, actually. Yeah. No, no, that be, really no, that being said, I could imagine being like ghost pepper spicy in a way that I'm like, like a rare, like I'm a, a rare thing that people try and I'm sought oh. after, and like I make you a little high when you taste it, and like they you cry when you are interact with me. I feel like that would make me feel important or dramatic in people's lives because how, how much do you just like pass by somebody and 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 maybe you say hi or, or whatever or, or whatever but like the experience is immediately forgotten you know yeah and you, the, the, the ghost pepper experience would not be forgotten i guess it would also make you if, if cannibalism became ah! a problem you're kind of safe there because like not not everyone's going to be able to deal with that only you know I mean? the most insane spice hunters would, yeah, and, track, would chase me down with their weapons. And even then, even then, that I'd be able spice. to have a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, yeah, so I would just like live in the woods, and I'm like, catch me if you can. Like, <laughs> if, if you catch me, if you catch me, then like, you deserve me. I don't know why when you said catch me if I, you can, I, I pictured. You just butted yourself up, and then you're just running around the forest with people trying to catch you, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it was no, like sure. like sliding around yeah. in the butter, <laughs> so in the cured sauce. <laughs> oh, that's great. Do we do we want to talk a little bit about creative block? Do you do you ever have creative block, Adam? And if you do, what does it feel like, and how do you deal with it? Uh, Definitely, definitely have creative block. Um, uh, it's, I think it, it, it just feels like a, a, a weird kind of stress where you just kind of like get, I mean, it's a, it's a hard thing to describe, but it's just like, yeah, just stuck. And, you know, it's, I guess there's two kinds. There's the, the, the more cerebral creative block where you like, you can't think of, the thing and then there's the kind of like the physical creative block where it's just like oh man like what i'm putting down on you know paper uh isn't flowing out in the right way kind of thing it's like oh i've got this mm -hmm. idea but like it's just not coming out the right way and stuff like that's the thing and uh, mm -hmm. uh for me the for me generally the best solution is like stepping away like it, unfortunately with deadlines and stuff you don't always have that liberty but like yeah. uh, for me it's like just never try i can't force it kind of thing yeah i i just gotta s step away go for a run uh just do something else in and something else is maybe as you know occupying in a way enough to make me forget about what the issue was sort of thing or, or forget about what the thing i was trying to do is kind of thing because then you know nine times out of ten when i'm not thinking of it is when the kind of solution comes that's for the if, I, if i'm being honest uh it's in the shower oh it's yeah funny. the shower when, yeah, when yeah, it, yeah that it, one's like that one's a popular one yeah, yeah yeah there's so many there's so many times where like you know you're kind of like stuck on something and you're like oh, i gotta figure out how this like scene's gonna play out and, and whatnot sort of thing and then i go all right cool i did it i i i, I solved the problem blah, blah blah and then like you know the next day i'm having a shower in the morning and i'm just like well i'm doing that again because 
what just popped into my head is like I like that so much more than, than what I ended up doing kind of thing. But yeah, mm. the, the shower is 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 somehow the the uh, quite often a way I fix creative block. Um, I, I feel like bathroom stuff. I feel like it's that way with bathroom stuff a lot. Like, yeah. like, like I always used to be jealous of um people that smoked cigarettes because they uh-huh. have like a designated time yeah. in the day where they go outside and they're not, they, they're just like thinking and like hanging out. And yeah. so at a certain point, I started like, like just taking deliberate breaks away from my computer to go to the bathroom. And, and sometimes I'll just sit down to pee and just like hang out there and like, just chill for a second. Like, this is my break. This is my me time. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just spend like 20 minutes in the bathroom, even if I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say, the funny you say that thing about the cigarettes, though, because like back at, um, back at Disney, um, they, you know, the, the people that smoked had like yeah. dedicated break times. So and like, oh, you get to go out and, and smoke outside. Um, for this, you know, this many times and for this many minutes, like each day, kind of thing. But if you didn't smoke, you didn't get that. There was no like, it, really, yeah, yeah. It wasn't what? like, it was, and and I was just like, all right, cool. I guess I'm faking being a smoker because like, I, so I'd go out and hang out with the smokers, kind of thing. Because if you were like kicking about in the studio, not working, like you know, someone yeah. eventually kind of like, you know, have a word or something like that, sort of thing. But um uh yeah the that's so true though i feel like um it's funny because the first job i ever got in animation like uh it well obviously it was in paris and funny enough none of us were smokers but we had this discussion where we're like we don't get our breaks because we don't smoke we should remedy this and we like called it the coffee break where we'd all like go together get a coffee and stand outside in the street and just like just shoot the shit but yeah we didn't smoke which was really funny but then the studios where there were uh, smokers i would hang out with the smokers as well just because it's like yeah like you you do want to step away for a minute yeah and, like you know like refresh i i used to take a step away every day with some people and hacky sack outside oh that's fun because you do want to be active too that's something i realized too is like sometimes when i'm like really blocked uh well the gym in my apartment complex is like closed right now but when it was still open i would just go on the treadmill even sometimes as little as 10 or 15 minutes just walking fast i would be like oh hell yeah like i i can do this now is the gym closed still because of covid stuff or no it's just a pipe burst and it's whatever yeah, and got to get a membership now, I guess. They could um, just run with it, and they just could make it into like a, a aqua gym, and then you got to do laps down there. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> with all the like used water, you know. Yeah, it's fine. It's, like, it's, fine. it's, just, it's just exercising one... your immune system as well. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, we can say that this is the end of this creative block. Adam, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. Thank you very much for having me. I I guess that's the point, but I hope I didn't talk too much. (laughs) You're fine. We want you to talk. 
And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter at CRTV Block, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thank to huge, huge thank. Uh, give one big thanks, <laughs> not just one. <laughs> one big thank to our editor Clements for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. It helps it helps us pay Malik and Clements and Zoom and Drive and all of these things that you need to make a podcast. Uh, becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I have been your host, V. And I've been your uh, co-host, Sean. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks Bye. A lot.